Welcome to Foundations, powered by Building Point. Join us each week as we discuss the world of building construction. All right, well, hello and welcome to Foundations, powered by Building Point. It's that time once again, sitting down at the mics to chat about technology. And specifically, uh, we're talking about the technology that concerns the construction market space. My name is Corey Meyer, and I'm joined right here in studio by my colleagues, Chris Hawkins, Steve Karen, Gentlemen, what is up? You guys ready to do this today? Hello. Yeah, ready. So, Steve, you're looking a little more cozy and, uh, and comfy here in the studio. I see that you're making yourself at home, so looking much more relaxed. Yeah, and very comfortable now. I love it in here. I, I guess the hazing worked. Chris, yeah. those were great yeah. ideas. It's you no, guys. I no, love you No guys. more deer in the headlights. Uh, <laughs> like so, big, wide goals uh, in the we'll, morning. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, now, we don't promise much in each episode, but we do our best to kind of under-promise and over-deliver. But the goal is simple, and that's that we want to talk about the ideas in tech that are shaping this wonderful construction industry that we have uh, the privilege and the honor of being a part of. And last time out, we chatted with, let's see, so that was Steve Montgomery. We were talking about workforce management and some of the cool new capabilities that that technology is offering with respect to specifically time and attendance. And how uh, that's something that we're going to see more and more of, I think, as we get through the Bluetooth and the hardware side, um, as well as traditional RFID. I think we all saw there was a huge potential um, with that type of solution for minimizing both administrative overhead as well as safety. There was a lot of stuff in that episode. So I'd encourage everyone to kind of check out that out. Time and attendance is, is something that seems like a really boring topic, but... You know, talking to Steve, it's, man, I mean, from pre-construction all the way through, there was a lot of interesting stuff there. But this week, we want to stay out in the field. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, though, about talking about this kind of forward-looking stuff. So we're going to stay in that vein, um, and we're going to talk about kind of this emerging developing benefits to do with field layout. Um, but we're going to take this to continue with the hardware side. So we brought in some backup with this conversation as well. And today, we'd like to welcome a uh, first-time guest to Foundations, um, someone who might have a couple things to say about this particular topic. And uh, that's going to be Michael Fry. So Michael, hello and welcome to Foundations. Hey guys, thank you. Appreciate you having me on the show. So Michael, you're a, you're a longtime technology guy with a, with a great resume. Um, so I'm guessing that talking about layout technology is something that fits kind of into your wheelhouse. Um, if, we're, if we're talking about this, um, you're currently the uh, business development manager on the field technology group for Trimble. Um, so what does, that, what does that even mean in, at the, in the Trimble world? Well, in the Trimble world, you know, we see that the field technology group stretches over, you know, many business segments within Trimble and more specific, you know, just looking at that hardware. So we're looking, you know, my job is to look at the portfolio to see what products that we have that are performing well, and then also have a a more emphasis on the products that, that need a little bit of help. And for right now, my specific role puts me in a place where I'm, I'm, very specifically looking at the lower end of uh, the portfolio that we have. So the RPT 600. So my focus is going to be on that and then whatever other products, you know, that we have in a portfolio that needs some attention. So really focusing on the field technology side, um, and and it's interesting because like you talked about the RPT, but that is a field layout tool. And that's something that you've kind of, over your years in the industry, that's something that you've always kind of gravitated towards is seeing where the industry is going on that. I mean, this is not this is not your first rodeo when it comes to bringing field, you know, positioning products um, to the building's market. Now, that's true. You know, when we look at the migration of robotic total stations out into the field, you know, as they were first introduced, it was a surveyor's hardware with surveyor software, which is quite confusing right. to someone that's been, you know, just laying out with traditional methods. And then you look at it is. I mean, that's tough for them. They 
because and you know you see the migration of these surveyors that that were in survey now they're going to construction layout but that's just a small part of the field then you look at you know the next step is to have that surveyor's hardware with layout software that's specific to construction workers and now we're in that you know that third phase with rpt is where you have you know because you, ha- you have to ask, ask the question to yourself is that hardware you know overkill in some instances for layout and that, you know the answer to that is yes so now we have a layout tool and that has you know the, the right software and the right amount of hardware to where you can go to you know these smaller construction companies and smaller jobs and still have what you need to do the job and that's that's what's really kind of exciting about where I see the industry going. It was actually in, in our notes for for what we wanted to talk about today, and that's a that's a great segue. So you could just you can be a host anytime with us, um, because you know we want to jump into that. And it's you know there's that famous Gretzky quote, and I'll paraphrase it because I'm going to butcher it, but it's it's that that comment about I'll skate to where the puck will be rather than where it is right now, and. I think that that's kind of what's one of these things that's exciting about where field layout is sitting right now is that it is coming down into more and more. It has more applicability as the jobs get smaller. You know, before you could only justify it on a hundred million dollar job, and that that's a completely different scenario now. In that this makes a lot more sense. You know, CAD and and the BIM standards and everything are coming up to the level where anybody can really make use of this of this type of solution on a vast majority of the projects, not just the huge. You you know, ENR magazine kind of jobs. Yeah, much more accessible. Right. Yeah, and and so so to ask a question to kick this off, Michael. But where where does that start from? I mean, we we talk a lot on on this podcast about um, the the process and everything. But where do you think that's that this thing is going to be going? Like you you talk about the RPT going into smaller jobs. But what are some of the factors that are driving that? I mean, is there is there really some workforce and some and some workflow changes that are that are beginning that process to improve it so that we can put these on this stuff on smaller jobs? You know, there's there's this fear. As, you know, these smaller contractors look at this, they're like, oh, I can't handle that technology. But as the software improves, then, you know, the hardware is is being adapted. But I also think just overall, you know, just the adoption right now, you see just more of these these tools being used on the job. So then other contractors are looking around these subs and are like, hey, what are those guys using? Well, now as you see that, you know, the general contractors, they understand as they're – you know, learning what that technology does, then they see, you know, the potential in that, that they can control these jobs. So as you, you know, everybody has a way of, of adopting this. Now, one thing that I've seen is that, you know, a lot of these contractors are like, well, I'm waiting for the right job for this to happen. As you said, you know, you see these bigger jobs. There's always but I the think right when job. you get down to, uh, you know, to speaking with these guys in, a, in the sales cycle, you say, you know, what are some of the hardest things you have to do to lay out? And then when you show them how to do that in like, you know, three minutes, it just, it's so interesting to see their eyes pop open because they see it and the ones that do see it. And then they're ready to, to buy, to, to bring that technology in, into where they're at because they'll see the improvements very quickly in their speed and capabilities. That's an interesting insight because we've, 
I know that personally I've I've witnessed that time and time again as this technology continues to evolve is that the the perfect job is is becoming more and more just your next job. Right. You know, there's being there's less and less of those jobs where you do sit there and scratch your head and be like, I don't know if it really works here. I mean, obviously there's the remodels and stuff that it's not applicable to, but but more and more, like you have the data, you have you have, like you said, Michael, a quick in because it really takes five minutes to learn how to lay out a point. It it I, I don't see how it gets much easier until it starts doing it for us. Um, <laughs> so, but right. actually making the mark. But that's what's so interesting is that, you know, th- these things these things are becoming so accessible that it's really once you get that data side down, it's it's really just fire and forget. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's one thing is you talk to these as an evangelist for this for the, the adoption to go forward. I mean, I always get where, you know, I get so passionate about it when I say, oh, I'm waiting for this right job. I'm like, you got to understand what this is going to do to your business. Once you improve just the magnitude of how you're going to improve, it's going to also go to other parts of your business where you, when you're bidding, right, you're going to bid in a different way. You're going to be more competitive. You know, this is going to put you ahead of your competition if they're not adopting this right now. Oh, geez. You just got the estimating guy all excited. <laughs> Well, that's true, though, you know, because if you speed up your time and efficiency in the field, that's going to free up another resource. Instead of having two guys out there doing your layout, what if you only need one? Now you can utilize that resource somewhere else. So then it just kind of rolls back into the project as a whole and you can kind of open up man hours elsewhere. And I, and I can even do that math. Like if you're telling me I can, I can do the same layout with half as many people, like I can, yeah. I can figure that out. Yeah. I don't have to be you, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, I'm yeah, you know, still and, trying to figure this one out. And especially when we can, when we can start to see that, uh, you know, with the RPT now being able to get into that smaller type of, of company, um, it doesn't need to be some large high rise, you know, for them to feel they can use some, you know, hardware. Um, you know, you can see a guy that's building a Chick-fil-A, you know, and start to use this for just as concrete or, you know what I mean? We can start to get into those, you know, smaller end guys and, and really kind of spread it throughout the market. And, and as more and more kind of catch on and see it out in the field, it's going to snowball. And I think, you know, we can really make a push on That's really nice. I see what you did because you kind of threw a bone to the Atlanta guy and said hey. Chick-fil-A. So. <laughs> I caught on to that too. <laughs> I had my coffee. Yeah. I, my I coffee. just like their chicken. <laughs> So, you know, Michael... Polynesian sauce. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, Can't do the Polynesian sauce. I can do it. <laughs> so, so if we go... To, so, Michael, you were talking about the obviously the small job, but you also mentioned that at the top of the, the podcast was it's also a great way to keep everybody in the same language for regardless the size of job. And I think that's also the interesting thing is that you can be using any type of these kind of next generation positioning tools and be speaking the same language. So, so it makes it much easier for the GC to determine like a common language for layout on a project, even if it's huge. Um, this is kind of like the great equalizer to make sure that everybody's laying out to the same standard specs, everything else. Yeah. I tell you, as you see the progress of these tools being used in this technology, you know, some GCs now are specking that, you know, we're not going to let you bid on this project unless you understand and use total stations. We love those juices. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and you know what? As just looking industry whole, oh, yeah, we need to love those GCs that mandate that because, you know, if I was a building owner, I would love to be involved in a project with a GC or a CM like that mm-hmm. because I know my project's going to be better. It's going to turn out better. In the long run, 
you know, everything is going to happen the way it should. And there's not going to be, you know, those awful meetings when something goes bad and there's conflict there and those type of things. You know, this technology kind of wipes away all that. The communication that's between the subs and the GC. I mean, when you look at quality control from a general contractor perspective, I mean, if as they use this technology to keep everybody, as we say, on the same page because they're using the same model, the same control. I mean, it, it just has to logically flow a lot easier and the project's going to get done, you know, even before. I've, I've heard of some schedules being, you know, reduced by three and four months on some of these bigger projects. Well, that just means more money for everybody else and a happy owner. So yeah. in the long run, it's just everybody's more happy. It's interesting. I just got to do a quick aside because, I mean, in the early days of BIM and, and everybody, it's like, hey, you know, you're going to put together these contracts. Everybody's going to work together. You're going to be so much more profitable. And it's like BIM, 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 the delivery tool and the design tool. And it's like and now it's starting to turn into even though, you know, that's a pretty well accepted, you know, medium now. But now you're actually looking at the in tools for actually installation and layout, really reinforcing and almost, you know, kind of superseding. Right. Uh, the, the BIM, because it's right. kind of like, you know, hey, you know, you've got these tools to utilize to make sure we truly benefit from all this effort we, that we put into the BIM documentation. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah that's well said, because, you know, a lot of times when I'm out in the field and speaking with people, I say that, you know, th- these tools are the bridge from that design, all that work that's done in the design phase to, you know, going out in the field, because traditionally what we do did all did all that design work and then hand somebody a blueprint. Say okay, right. go build this. Right, because we throw away that, that we throw around that term QAQC or you know quality assurance and stuff. But I mean, really, if if you implement this on a project, you know, from soup to nuts, or even if the GC is simply going out there and making and verifying the work, you're doing such a more comprehensive job of making sure that that those elements and those components are where they should be rather than the traditional method of, you know, just kind of crossing your fingers and hoping coordination went well and everybody pulled the right lines. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's a completely different deliverable that you're getting um, with technology like this. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And, 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 and the other thing I would add to that, too, is, the, is that you have this true model cor- correlation, too, is that, you know, now that we do have the workflow back and forth and now that models are getting updated as the jobs are, get, are running through the, the production process, you know, now you actually have a model at the end of the job that actually reflects somewhat of reality of what's been put in there. Oh, you mean that data set that no one ever has? Right, yeah, exactly, and yeah. And they're finally starting to come to real, come to fruition, really. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling to think of, of how far this industry has come in a short amount of time to actually del- now deliver on those some of those promises of, look, when you hand over these documents, you have a model that actually has everything where it actually is. So, and I mean, that's that's just so interesting. I think that, you know, one of the other thing that we, that we were kind of touching on there at the, at the periphery um, was metadata. And it's something that, it's a word that, Fortunately, because I'm sick of it in other industries, but it hasn't really come to construction yet. Um, but it, but it is in the in the form of attributes and everything. And we talked about a common language between um, contractor and subcontractor. But you know, there's a lot of information that we're just beginning to unlock too. And and Michael, I know that we had a conversation back a week back or so, and we were talking about this: is that there's there's so much more data that we're starting to see be put into these layouts, so that so that people can sort it, filter it, digest it. It's not just this huge library of information that you can't get through. No, it's not. And, you know, when you think about that, all that information that's in the office, you know, how do you transfer that to where it's easily digested out in the field? Because we all been out in the field, you know, it's, you know, chaos sometimes when you're on a deck and everybody's running around trying to get ready for a pour. 
But as you're laying out, you know, the way the software, the software is really where all this comes to where the rubber, you know, hits the road is being able to have that software in a way that you can filter through those things. Cause you're looking at, you know, this big, huge explosion of points. Well, how do you filter that down to really, to where you're at laying out? It's not confusing, you know, and, and that's where the process of really going through and refining the software to make it to where everybody can use it in the way. Cause you know, sometimes when you go search something on the internet, you just get this explosion of information and it's, you're no better off than what you were. But as you look at, you know, the level of design that some of these models are at, how do you take that and filter it down? Well, you know, it's got to be a, a way that you can access that out in the field very quickly, but just precisely what you need. So a list of attributes, you know, point lists, you turn off layers and, you know, points are associated with certain layers. So there are ways to filter that down through the software to make it easy for the person that is laying that out to be able to communicate that, you know, write that on the deck or whatever it might be, their methodology that they have to where there's not a confusion for the guy that's coming behind them. But that's all, you know, just a process that keeps being refined that we do at Tremble, that we listen to the voice of the customer and say, what are, what are you looking for? You know, just for instance, I was out in the field last week and with an electrical company and he said, hey, I want to be able to take just a snapshot of the model where I'm at, where I have an issue and send that to the architect. I don't want to have to send him the whole plan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I've never been really asked that. So I looked through some of the documentation that we have and, you know, in Trimble Connect, you can do that. You can just have that center that where you need it on the model, take a snapshot and send it away. So there's already a way that we can do that. And I could see that he really wanted to just really get down to the nitty gritty on where he was at, that he didn't have to send the whole model. Then you got to talk back and forth through the phone and, and all those things and emails have it to, to get the explanation and get an understanding. Yeah. There's nothing like uh, making a two minute call turn into an hour call because you can't figure out how to sort the data you got. <laughs> yeah. So, it's pretty much every RFI call I've ever been on. Like, it ends up being an hour call. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and, and that, that goes into, to another one of those things that, that we were talking about, which is documentation, you know, this, the job site is becoming so much more collaborative. And I think that one of the things that we're seeing in the layout side, and Michael, I'd like your input on this, but is that, is enhancing that imagery and documentation. You know, it's not just finding your place in the, in the model, but it's also, how do you document conditions on site? I mean, it's, it's a job site, stuff goes wrong, stuff goes in that, that doesn't look right. And so, you know, we're seeing a huge focus and, and a lot of the products that we use every day are seeing more and more, you know, using the cameras, overlaying CAD work with within the camera imagery files, you know, that kind of stuff is really changing the way so that, like Chris said, you don't have a one hour RFI call. You can do it in two minutes. Yeah. There's great power in the reporting and we put a lot of focus on that. You know, even the fact that you can take a picture of where you're at and within the Trimble software, it will show where the coordinate points are. So you can, you know, identify that back to the model, but that's the power of, you know, being able to communicate like this easily with documentation and imagery that, I mean, it, it surely is an upside of that, that, you know, cause then you have the communication going back to the building owner, which they don't always speak the same language as people that are on the job sites. We know that, you know, you have to speak a different way. We all have these terms, but when you have, you know, just the power of the documents that you can push out from the software to easily explain where you're at and to keep that and also, too, you know, there's a liability side of this when you look mm-hmm. at exactly. you know, just the, the power of this documentation. I've heard of stories where, you know, like, hey, you guys missed this clean out. It's going to be like another, you know, 5000 bucks to get this. And 
then they show a picture and they show a coordinate point of where it is. And, you know, somebody else covered it up. So they're like, Hey, don't come to me. It's there. You guys need to uncover it. And that's on somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that, you know, legal side is something that we don't talk about enough probably is that an image really does a lot to speak to that, to that legal and to the liability side that uh, it makes it a really short phone call when you, when you start getting attorneys involved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the fact too, that you could, you know, show a picture, send it back to whoever can answer your question, you know, to whoever your RFI is to, but then you just shown that, Hey, there was a concern here. I reached mm-hmm. out. I, I have documentation. I have a report here and I expected an answer. Right. So it's a way of covering yourself even before and after. I mean, you're, you're really documenting the solution as well too. I mean, before it used to just be a picture and, and you know, a, a big uh, red marker on the picture saying, you know, Hey, there's an issue here. And it's like, well, yeah, here's the issue, but then here's the overlay of the point that actually is already showing the solution. And it's just like, you know, that's, you're, you're, you're more than halfway there already. So, I mean, the visual layout's amazing. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Michael, I got to say, this has been fantastic. I think you're born for this kind of stuff. You know, you should, you should stick around with us for a while. So, so it was great having you today. Uh, before you go though, I, I know that we've talked a lot around it, but, but, you know, Trimble, the RPT field layout, you know, the entire field technology group, I mean, you guys are doing a lot of exciting stuff. So, you know, as we, as we wrap up today, I wanted to just add, kind of ask the question of, you know, what is, what's got you the most excited? I know we talked about bringing it to smaller, smaller projects and stuff, but what in this, what in your, business and your side of the business, you know, today, what's getting you excited on the, on the Trimble product portfolio side? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because for me, it all centers down on the software. Trimble field like, I mean, when you look at the software and the functionality of it, then you can have, you know, a person that is familiar with the software and it doesn't matter which total station or layout tool that they use. So for me, you know, the big focus is on getting that software correct, always massaging it, getting into the attributes and the features that the customer needs, Mm because that's really where the productivity is, because we can change whatever kind of total station it is or layout tool, whatever that functionality is on the hardware. But as you function on that software and how it relates with the the hardware, that's where I see everything going forward, because if I'm out in the field laying out, I want my tablet my software, the way I have everything set up, and it doesn't matter which job I go to, if it's a small job, a big job, I can use whatever sensor I need, and I still have everything that's a, a really good flowing, you know, part of me that I have that's my tablet and my software, the way it's set up. So wow. for me, you know, the big focus is, is is making sure that we always have the right features in that software, because as we dig down and learn more about these workflows, you know, that has to change. But also we have to be cautious that we don't put too much into the software that it becomes overwhelming for anybody to use. So there's always that balance. Yeah, sometimes you have to subtract. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, 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 know, uh, you know you're a good uh, software designer when you realize that you've gone too far and you actually can pull stuff out um, rather than just keep putting stuff in. Yeah, sometimes you right. don't want to scare people away with the <laughs> amount of functionality within a software. So, um, But I think that, yeah, the hardware kind of gets out there and speaks for itself and it's um, you know going to do the job it's, you know, having that tablet in your hand and looking at that software, that's, I think, the big selling point is when you put that into a guy's hands, 
then he's going to look at that and feel comfortable and know that he can navigate through the software. Um, and, you know, and we're here to support that as well to, to help the guys out through the process. But if it looks scary, it might scare him away from everything. So having a, having a good, clean software is, uh, is going to go a long way. Right. And to Michael's point, you know, I, I love that idea of just whatever sensor you want to use, you can use it. And that's what's, that's what's kind of cool. And that's, what, that's what's been a huge advancement, even, even since we've been in the build, you know, around with Building Point, is that you, know, you can use GNSS, you can use an RPT, you can use an RTS. It's all the exact same platform. You're just gathering the data with a different sensor. And I think that's, that's, that's life-changing for that's a lot amazing. of these guys yeah. that do different work. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a fantastic conversation, Michael. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Um, I hope that you know that you're getting a return invite. So, you know, you didn't you didn't disqualify yourself well enough. So you're going to be back. <laughs> so, yeah, I look forward to that. <laughs> so, and of course, everyone, we we love feedback, comments, discussion topics. Easy to connect with us. Uh, Twitter is best at Foundations BP, but you can also reach out to us uh, via your Building Point partners on LinkedIn and Facebook. And of course, make sure you stay up to uh, to date with our latest episodes by subscribing with your favorite podcast client through iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Um, Chris and Steve, thanks for just sitting here in the studio today. I guess it's back to our day jobs for the next couple of hours. So, yeah. Don't sound let's so excited. Get to it. Gosh, let's darn. Get to it. Get to it. Yeah, let's get and, to it. And Michael, again, thanks so much for joining us. And on behalf of the entire Foundations team, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on Foundations. Stay up to date on each episode by subscribing via iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. 